There is a repeating cycle that we're witnessing in Black families, a narrative being creative that perpetuates the dissolution of the once pillar of strength in our communities to a scarcity that is far and few between. Women feeling the need to be the strength of their families and communities in the Invisible Father storyline all play a role in the ongoing pattern that we're seeing today in Black families. Our house is on fire, and it's time to put focus on personas and schemas that are causing pressure on the foundation that holds our families together. This same pressure may lead to the crumbling of a family structure in the near future. So let's talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome back to our next episode in the Our House is on Fire series. The series that looks at internal challenges and internal views, thoughts and beliefs that have kept our community in a standstill and not being able to move forward and thrive. And today we're gonna to be talking about urban legends and what are some of the urban legends that we see within our community and some of the main ones we're going to be talking about or is the myth of the strong black woman what that is and what the background behind it is and is it helpful is it hurtful and also we have daryl here from all things black podcast and he's going to kind of look at the myth of the disappearing black father what that looks like, what that means, and ways to get through the persona and the falsified information of some of these images to get to the behind the scenes element to learn from what needs to be looked at, the authentic elements of what needs to be looked at to move forward and make some changes. So before we get started, let's all welcome Daryl. Daryl, how have you been? What's been going on? Tell us about your videos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, it's a blessing to be back on this platform. I do love these conversations. I think these conversations are timely. I think they are substantive. I think a lot is pulled out of each one of us when we have these conversations. And I hope that when people listen to these conversations, they find something substantive that they can take along with them and put put it in their tool belt and move forward. So I want to say that first and foremost, and uh, to thank you for allowing me this space again uh, to have these type of conversations. So yes, there has been some videos that I've been doing, kind of testing the water to see what that looks like. And I'm just trying to perfect it is what it is. So basically, it's not just a audio form anymore the podcast there's going to be video format to this as well so i will be going forward doing video and audio so that's been kind of fun just doing it behind the scenes and trying to craft um it in a way where it's kind of aesthetically pleasing to the eye and uh can catch the the ear at the same time so jumping into the topic of discussion today i'm gonna hand you the mic first daryl when we talk about black fathers the need for black fathers right the, the the huge need for them but there's so much dialogue and conversation around them not being there not being present so kind of opening up this conversation around that whole myth or that whole viewpoint that black fathers aren't present they're not around they're just out here making babies and disappearing what would you say to that? And, and what is your experience just being a, a father and knowing fathers and just allowing, well, not necessarily allowing, but hearing people talk like this? It's a pretty layered conversation. So what is your viewpoint on that? Oh, boy. Wow. There's so much. That question is definitely one of those that would have layered answers. To it because there's so much involved in that question. So where do I begin, really? I mean, to think about it. One of the things I don't want to do is to play the escapism type of role and don't talk about accountability and things like that as far as us being fathers. Because the narrative is already out there, whether it be false or factual, 
that there's a lot of black fathers that are missing in the home. There is some factual information definitely about that, but there are also some extenuating circumstances that kind of brings that about because it gives the vision or it gives the perception that black men are just wayward and we're irresponsible and reckless and we just are out here just shooting shooting up the club, so to speak. <laughs> and, and, and forgive me for, for saying that, but anyway... You know, doing I, I that, was gonna right? say so, yeah, but I'm just yeah. gonna let you. I'm just gonna let you roll with it. <laughs> and uh, and I'm walking away from responsibility. I don't know one man that does not want to be responsible for his child. It is in him. It is in us. We look for that responsibility. Whether we know how to carry it out is something totally different. Whether we had the blueprint or not. To carry that out is something totally different, but the responsibility, we look for that responsibility when we begin to grow up as men. We're looking for that. So to think that black men are completely shiftless, reckless, irresponsible is, is actually detrimental to not only the person receiving that information, it's detrimental to the community at, at, at large. There was a high percentage of black men that are absolutely responsible. And actually, I would say I would venture to say nowadays there are a ton of black men that are absolutely responsible. There are black men now that are going to court and fighting for full custody for their children, right? But you don't hear that. That's not publicized. And that's kind of sad when you sit back and think about it because most of us want to eat from the plate of the negative narratives that are put out there on a continuous basis for black men. We want to eat from that plate. We don't want to necessarily go find a good plate to eat from that, are, that has the factual information and has the actual numbers statistically that show that black men are fathers, responsible, hardworking, loving, all of that, especially when it becomes and pertains to their children. And that's a, that's, a, that's a sad state of affairs, but there's a lot of working parts uh, in regards to black men not being shown as capable men or capable fathers or capable husbands, there's a, there's a plethora of reasons and things that are out there that try to make sure that black men get a bad rap. This is nothing new, uh, especially when it pertains to the narratives that are the negative narratives that are put out there in the mainstream media. This is nothing new. You got to go back and think about birth of a nation when, you know, DW Griffith, which was the, one of the first black and white films that was put out that portrayed black men as shiftless. Now you got to think about it. Here's slavery, right? <laughs> this is kind of funny when you, when you sit back and think about it. Here's slavery in which black people were brought over here to be workers. So we work from sunup to sundown. This is black men and black women. We were forced to work. We didn't have a, we didn't have a choice in the matter. So you couldn't just sit down and just drink, you know, drink liquor or whatever the case may be and chase women. You couldn't just do that. You had to work. But D.W. Griffith's movie, The Birth of a Nation, was the first propaganda film that was put out that portrayed black men in a very beastly type of manner. Right. We were animals. We were seen very negatively. And because of that, as the foundation, that that blueprint has been thoroughly, you know, orchestrated and put out into the mainstream population to show black men in a negative light. And this has happened year over year over year over year over year to the point now where it's still being put out there. And the crazy part about it is, is that there's a lot of us that are still sopping it up we're still eating from that same plate. And that's the sad part because that means that not only are you the person that is receiving that information ignorant, that means also your repository for anything that the mainstream media wants to put into your mind. So that is that onus is on you as the receiver, not necessarily the black men that are getting the, the, the negative rap behind that. But like I said, it's very layered. There's a, there's a lot of textures to it. And uh, but that's some of the things that I think about. But for the most part, the information is out there about black men being fathers, being responsible, want to take care of their children and their family. 
to whatever degree that is. It doesn't necessarily have to be money all the time. It could just be the fact that they want to spend time with their children. Like I said, there's a lot of working parts. I know myself that there's been a lot of fathers that's, that's been pushed out of the house now. There's going to be some pushback on that. How can you push a man away from his children? I was going to say that. So give us some examples of, of what that looks like or what that could look like. Absolutely. What that can look like is this. For the most part, men, men don't think in regards of that they should fight for their children because it's their children. We don't think, we don't think about that. I'm, I'm going to fight for my children because I got to show everybody. I got to show the world. I got to show the mother of the child that, you know, I have a right to have access to my, to my child. How can that be when I'm the one that deposited the seed? You may have carried the nine months, but I, but I've carried the seed for a lifetime when I was, since I've been able to germinate, you know, the life germ. I've carried that for a lifetime. But here it is, I deposit the seed into the womb. You carry the child for nine months and all of a sudden it becomes your child. You become very possessive about the child. And when you don't like something I, that I've done as a man, as the male, you then divorce me from my own child and make it very difficult for me to see my own child when that shouldn't be. As a, as a mother, there, there has to be a time where, in, in a time where you have to realize, have to come into realization that you may not like the man, right? You might not like something that he's done, but you don't superimpose your hurt onto your child and then force the child to be disappointed in the father like you're disappointed, right? You don't do that. So I, I, there's a ton of men that have had to go through several things just to see their child, just to see it. That means, okay, the woman's again, she's upset. She doesn't like this. And it doesn't necessarily have to be anything in regards to cheating. It doesn't have to be that. When she begins to take possession of the child saying it's my child, my child, that means that at that point, that father, from the mother's perspective, from her side, from her vantage point, from her mindset, nullifies any fathership, any kinship to the child at that point. Thereby, if she, when she does that, she begins to make it difficult for the man to see his, to even see his own child. That's the sad state of affairs that a lot of men have had to go through just to see their children. And then, sadly enough, I know a lot of people might not like this, but sadly enough, there's a lot of men that have just given up because I'm going to give a personal experience. There's a lot of men that have given up because when I was coming up and I had my children, there was absolutely no advocacy for men. There was no court system that would help men. There was no advocacy groups that would help men. There was nothing out there that would say, hey, this man has right to his children and the courts must uphold that. There was nobody, there was no really nobody out there that would do it. And if you did happen to go on or get a lawyer, then you had to pay a substantial amount of money just going forward and the, court, and the courts would bleed your pockets dry on top of the fact that you possibly had to pay child support or maybe alimony or something like that. So the system is very imbalanced. And unfortunately, a lot of women know that the system is imbalanced to their favor. And, they, and at any point, they can use that system to say, yeah, I don't want him in, in my child's life. And that's a sad state of affairs as well, because eventually every child will seek out both halves of them, meaning I already know mom. Now there's a missing piece. I want to know dad. And what are you going to do? Are you going to continue the lie that dad was irresponsible? He didn't do X, Y, and Z. I'm mad at him. And when your child begins to want to seek out their father, right? Are you going to get in the way like you've gotten in the way for, for, for all of those years to stop your child from seeing their father because you dislike the father? So there's a ton of stuff. Like I say, this, it, it, it would take the, like a couple of weeks to just really sit down and talk about those type of experiences. And there's, Tons of men that have gone through 
similar experiences or even worse to some of them to have to just walk away and say, I can't deal with this anymore. And I'm talking about things from the, the, the mother's side, calling the police officers or calling the police department, getting someone to, to beat him up, holding, holding him at gunpoint, making sure that he doesn't have any kind of money. He, he doesn't have anything, right? So a lot of tools that would be necessary for him to be able to see his children, to stay in the children's life, she makes sure that those tools are not accessible for him. It makes it very difficult for him to see his own child. So I, these are just some of the things that, 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 that kind of, if, if you want to believe some of the negative narr- narratives out there, you've got to understand that, this, that for the most part, there is a cause for every effect. We talked about that, but I'll, 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 I'll land there. So <laughs> it's about to get fun. Daryl's about to get fun. So agreeing with everything you're saying, absolutely agree with everything you say, but let's take the elevator down another layer and let's talk about the experiences. And to be completely transparent, I'm from a home that had an absent black father to be a hundred percent transparent. There was a situation or there are situations where the father chooses not to for for whatever reason to be present and do 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 issues like that situations like that cause an impact on the greater view of society so we have a different group we have the group that you talked about the ones who are trying and saying yes i want i want i want let me do 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 even if they get pushed back so hard they decide to give up i know for me I'm going to fight till I die. When it comes to my kids, they're, giving up is not an option. The only thing that's going to stop me is either I'm under the ground, six feet under, or behind bars. So giving up is not an option, in, in, in my opinion, when it comes to my children. Number two, the individuals are men who have disengaged with no pushback. So let's talk about them, not, not, not the ones you're talking about. Let's, let's talk about the ones who can give the seed and then walk away how do we how do we address that part of the population is it possible for other men who see their brothers their cousins their friends who do this to have a conversation and if you do have a conversation around that what does that look like and again just to give a very detailed example to kind of give you something to go off of a mother has a child maybe they're young and the father's like, well, I'm going to join the military. Good luck with that. And there was nothing, no barrier stopping this individual from interacting with the child. So now mom has to go and do all the strong black woman things that we're going to talk about later to maintain a life for herself and her kid while this individual goes and philanders and does whatever else he wants to do. So when we're looking at that bucket, that part of the conversation how do we address that what do you think the cause for that is do you even think it's built on racial issues or could it be that that's just a garbage human you know what i'm saying so in that scenario where there isn't the barriers that you talked about where there isn't the mom who's being vindictive and and spiteful but somebody who just says you know what good luck with that I wanted you to have an abortion. You didn't have an abortion. It's all on you now. What do you say about that scenario? Ooh, we, yeah. <laughs> and just to be, I'm just being balanced in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm not coming definitely. for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no, I get it. No, I get it. So yes, the these are these are situations that do arise. Absolutely, there are guys out there that do want to have fun. And for the most part, I think they're very upfront about them having fun. I think they're very upfront about them having fun. When a man can do that and just walk away, then yes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much a garbage human being. That is a garbage human being. That is a man that has not come to maturity yet uh, about his own um, life journey his own seed, and that does uh, damage society long-term. 
uh, when you do that. So there's really nothing to expound upon <laughs> when it comes to that. When you sit back and think about it, when you just have those individuals, and in this case, we're talking about men that don't have that connection. And it comes, and it comes stem from the fact that maybe when they were younger, they did not have that connection. It's it, like I say, you know, we're, we're so connected in ways that we really don't realize that a lot of what happens does become generational. So if granddad was not in the, in the way or in the mindset of being that man or that person that everybody can go to as, as a foundational piece in the home and was expressive in a way that he could, you know, understand the power of him being connected to his children. But that's just going to sign along because, again, we, when children grow up and they, they see examples, right? Because that's the first thing. That's the first thing any child sees. They see the example. I don't care what you teach them in their ear. They're not going to be able to fully comprehend what you're trying to teach them until they reach a certain age. But visually, we pick up cues. Children pick up cues just, just from anything. So yeah, if they see a wayward uh, man or something like that, and here's a young uh, a young man, and he's getting an example from that older gentleman, then nine times out of ten, until he has someone that intervene and tell him, "Hey, man, something um, that's inappropriate." Nine times out of ten, he may pick up that example and then begin to follow that example himself. But but yeah, I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. So, but but the thing is, is though we got to get to the root cause of what all of this is and, and maybe I shouldn't uh-oh. and maybe I shouldn't you know sit <laughs> back a, and, uh, that was the important piece you and your sound you know, effects that was important hey that was a, it definitely an important piece um <laughs> but but yeah so 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 yeah we got it and that's why a lot of times when we had the conversation we talked about mental health we talked about a lot of the things that we carry generationally right that has actually led to the demise of our community, which is a huge piece. So we got to begin to start to, to examine some of these things. And I'll throw this one caveat in there, too, about a lot of men that may do something like that. There are some that are totally heartless. There are some that know that they, they're, 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 they are ill-prepared to become fathers, so they might walk away. There are some that emotionally can't deal with the fact that they may have to grow up Right. And take on that responsibility. But that still does not mean what I said earlier, that for the most part, you do that in, innately man, man, men are looking for some type of responsibility. Even the guy that you were talking about that went to the army, that's a responsibility. He just may have not been in the mindset of taking care of a child at that point. That was not his main focus of responsibility at that point. But, yeah, I'm going to join the army because that's my responsibility. So it's, it's like I said, it's a lot of layers to it, though. And the female has to carry the brunt just because somebody chooses to say, hey, I don't feel like doing this right now. And then, you know, females but, don't but, get but that opportunity say to say that. Like That's true. That's true. But let me but, but let me say this, though, because, again, we're talking accountability. We're talking about trying to heal the community. We're talking about our houses on fire. We're talking about all of this. Right. Unfortunately. I don't think either one of us gets a pass in this regard. I'm sorry. I just don't think either one of us gets a pass in this regard because when you, when you are, especially during those time frames, during the times when you're talking about the, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, stuff like that, right? They had a different set of norms, right? They, did, they had a different culture than what we have now. So for them back then, they knew having children out of wedlock was that was a no-no right that was a no-no now we're talking about now divorce is something different but if you knew you but if you were having sex and you were promiscuous and you were out there doing your thing men and women both had a set of norms and a playbook to go by so you knew better back then Mm -hmm. you knew better male and female so neither one get a pass in 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 for me in that regard, neither one get a pass because they knew better. Women were ostracized at one point when they when they got pregnant outside of marriage. Right. You couldn't do it because that was not the social norm. 
It wasn't. So, so again, we can't, we can't tilt the scales in one direction and say, oh, poor, poor her. No, it's not poor her. She knew better. She knew better. He knew better and she knew better. So both of them rolled the dice, right? <laughs> and, it, and it came up craps. <laughs> that's all it was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to put it like that, but that's what it, that's what it came up as. Oh, did you call baby craps? I didn't call the baby craps. Oh, my God. I said both of them. Both of them. <laughs> I said both of them rolled the dice and it came up craps on for both of them. So if they if neither one was ready, they shouldn't have rolled the, they shouldn't have rolled the dice. They shouldn't have played that game. That's true. However, comma in this day and age, are we really uh, it's much more uncommon to find people who think that smashing's not a regular part of a relationship, marriage marriage or not, like unmarried like to find somebody who's like I'm a virgin until I get married like Good luck with that. Where are you going to find that? And then you have situations where mm, it's just a different time frame. And but at the end of the day, yes. it's the children who are being impacted by this long term. Like if we look at some statistics, 57, this is a U.S. Census statistic, 57.6% of black children are living in absent biological father homes. 57.6%. And then when you look at what that looks like long-term, what are some impacts of having a father outside the home? 44% are more, more likely, these children are more likely to be living in poverty. There's a 71% increase of possibility of drug and alcohol abuse. They're two times more likely to commit suicide. So there are some huge, huge, and I'll put these statistics and these reports in the description box or the pod notes, but there's some huge correlating facts that come up when you're looking at fatherless households. And since we're focusing specifically on the black father, would you say incarceration, jail, and things of that nature play a role in how this could also come about? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we're yeah, more likely absolutely. to be arrested and put behind bars and things of that yeah. nature. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was talking about. There's a lot of extenuating, extenuating circumstances that come about that kind of force this situation, right, on the community at large, on the black community. So, yes, and these are, I'm talking about these are, these are the factors that are at play, the unseen factors that we really don't sit back and pay attention to, right? I believe on one, one um, episode that you had, I began to talk about our overly sexual desire and appetite in our own community. We don't seem to see, we don't seem to see a problem with sex. We don't see, we don't see the sex as immoral when we're just out there letting anybody do anything to us, right? We get it. It's a biological urge. We get that. We get it. But at one point, do both parties become responsible and at least try to make a long-term relationship out of what you're doing? Now, again, sometimes that's difficult when you just, when you're talking about a, a one night stand or, or a fling or something like that. You meet somebody at a club and then you guys connect on a physical level, right? So where do, does the responsibility begin to play on both parties? Because this is not happening just that just out, out of a vacuum. This is not happening just because this is happening because there's an unbridled sexual appetite that is so pervasive in the black community that we do not understand the consequences for. It. We don't understand the long term consequences for that. So it's just not men impregnating women and then walking away. A lot of these and I'm sorry, a lot of the women are playing the long game right along with these men. So I'm saying both of us has to start taking accountability, taking responsibility for our own choices and our sexual appetites and desires, because this is this in and of itself is what's causing the issue. Like, really, do you do you really have to go out there and just have all of this illicit sex with whoever you want to have sex with, knowing at one point something's going to happen? You're either going to contract a some type of disease. Or somebody's going to get pregnant. Then all of a sudden, the onus of that responsibility, that's laid on the man. Well, you shouldn't have got me pregnant. Well, wait a minute. If, 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 
if you know you're doing this and there's contraceptives on both sides, why isn't both sides taking the contraceptives? Right? Why is why isn't he why isn't why don't you make sure that he puts on a condom before you do it? Right? And why aren't you pretty much on this on the pill? Now again, a lot of people are gonna have a problem with what I'm saying, but at the, but the bottom line of what I'm getting at is the responsibility piece when it comes to the sex. It comes to the sex. I don't think there would be this much fatherless households if we were not irresponsible in the sex department. Yes, men going to prison, one thing. Yes, men being somewhat un- uneducated. That's one thing, but somebody's having somebody's having sex with Johnny Criminal that has a third third grade um, education. Somebody's having sex with him. Wow. Somebody's having sex with him. I'm sorry. Oh my god. He's. Uh, you tell me I'm lying. Somebody's <laughs> having sex with with Johnny Criminal that has a third grade education. But what about what about the people who get married or the people who are married and the divorce happens and the uh, individual moves on? Like like you said, there's so many layers to it. I think a lot of it comes down to our own individual accountability and responsibility. Like we could use the excuse that people use or, or I've heard men say, well, I didn't have an example of what a good father was. My brother did not either. And he would get every father award i could give if i had them this man is ecstatic about fatherhood and he takes it very seriously and i'm so proud of him without any example from his father so even having individuals use that as an excuse doesn't really play well with me because i've seen people come around that so i really think a lot of it has to do with your own personal responsibility. Yes, I agree. And your value system. Exactly. I 100% I 100% agree. So, I'm going to I'm I'm going to give up another personal experience, okay? Fortunately for me, I was fortunate enough to have first of all the sense to respect my elders because that's the way I was taught. That was my value system, respect my elders, right? Secondly, when I was of, of, of about 16, 17 years of age, people began to teach me, right? I had an awareness at a, at a young age, even though I made some bad choices and yada, 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 you know, but I had an awareness at such a young age and I was able to navigate spaces because I had this awareness and I was open enough to have people begin to teach me, right? That's one thing. That's what kind of helped me to become, you know, the man that I am now. That's what kind of helped me to do that, right? So a couple of things. You're right. It's the value system. It's the mindset. It's the maturity level. It's how much information that you can obtain in that time frame. If somebody catches the young man early on, right, it's the, it's the socialization of the people that you're around, which is another thing. So all of these different factors do play, do, do come into play, right? And it comes into play early on. But we got to start still talking about self-esteem levels, imagery, right? We got to talk about these different things. Absolutely. Uh, growing up in a household where, um, you know, men were demonized or they were championed when they were gangsters. You know what I'm saying? They were part of the of certain um, sets of um, gangs and clubs. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? See, so these type of things were celebrated right. around that time. These were celebrated. So now, so now what's happening is, is that there's a there's a that what well, there has been a paradigm shift. So the gangsters and the thugs now <laughs> are no longer kind of seen the way that they used to be seen back then. And a lot of the gangsters and, and the thugs that I grew up with, they're no longer they're no longer walking around. Cause at least some of them that I grew up with, they still have a they still had a code that they went by. It was a certain code. They might have done their dirt, but they still had a certain code that they lived by. That no longer exist in these new generations. It no longer exists. So, so the memo community, like we were talking before. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That is absolutely correct. That is absolutely correct. So 
So yes, um, and again, I'm not trying to sit back and excuse bad behavior whatsoever, but we got to get to a place where we're also understanding where the bad, where the bad behavior comes from, male and female. We got to begin to understand that and have a certain level of empathy about it. Damn, are we just going to just look at everybody and just throw them by the wayside and say, yeah, that's a bad human being, get rid of them? You're garbage. I mean, you peasant. But, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but, but but at the same time, damn, when you understand all these different factors and these different things that have these institutions that's been set up at play very, very, very intentionally. Yeah, look at Section 8 housing and some of these yeah. housings where you can't have a man exactly. in the home or you're going to lose your your benefits and things of that nature. So exactly. It's definitely there. It's definitely there. So in the part of this conversation too, is not just highlighting Yao, the disappearing black father, a little tongue in cheek. It is, it's, it's a myth because many fathers want to be there. And even with that statistic of over 50% of black children living in fatherless households, it's not to say that these fathers aren't trying. And every situation is an individual situation to not clump everybody as, oh, well, Thank he's you. just pre- getting 10, five, you. you know, he's, like he's pregnant and just like living his best life. Thank Are you? you. Because, really? of, because a lot of times that, that that's, that's not the case. That that's the, that's the thought Well, he walked away and he's living his best. That's the thought. Trust me. <laughs> it's not what you think it is on the other side. I talked to plenty of men and I guarantee you what your thought process is because you think he, 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 he's shirked responsibility and walked away from it. A lot of times these dudes are not living like you think they are. A lot of them are not living that way, trust me. Yeah, they get out there and do their thing and, and whatnot, but they're not living like, like, you, like you think they are. That, that, these are to the women that believe that the men have walked away and living their best life. Trust me, they are not living like you think they are. A lot of them are not. Right. And to the woman, and moving to the woman, some of, some of that, some of the fatherless household can kind of pour into this next urban legend of the strong black woman or the superwoman. It's it's really interesting to see how this plays out. There have actually been studies done where in a partnership with the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill specifically, a framework of the superwoman schema that talks about some elements when people refer to the strong black woman and how it can really be a hurtful concept in our community. In these elements, there's five of them, right? Black females feeling an obligation to present this image of strength, feeling an Mm. obligation Mm. to suppress emotion, being resistant to being vulnerable, drive to succeed despite limited resources, and feeling obligated to help others. These elements all together And yeah, if you look at some of these, like, okay, I drive to succeed despite limited resources. Oh, that sounds amazing. Do you know the stress? (laughs) I'm speaking from this schema. I'm speaking from being in this space where growing up without a father in the home, seeing my mom struggle, hustle, hustle from sun up to sun down to make sure we're taken care of. So I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So it's inherited, right? It's just, it, you see it, you, you live it. And kind of like some, some stuff you were saying earlier, you, we're mimicking what we're seeing and we're thinking that's what we're supposed to be. That's what we're supposed to do. But the study also found that this obligation to present strength at all costs, this drive, despite limited resources, suppressing your emotions, there's health risk that come with this blood pressure, weight, blood sugar, inflammation around the heart. There's this is it's killing us. Let's be real. This image of the strong black woman is killing us. And when I was, I would say rewind about 10 years back. And I thought this is what we were supposed to be. You're not going to call me weak. I'm not going to show emotion around you. I'm not going to cry around you. Don't come to me unless you're ready to go toe to toe. You know what I'm saying? Like that was me. And I'm not going to lie. There's still some of that wrapped in me, right? That whole drive to succeed despite limited resources and the obligation to help others. 
that part right there speaks volumes for someone who works in the social service mental health field i will tell you a majority of the staff that i supervise and the majority of the applications we receive are black females and on one side you're like that's awesome we want to help we want to help society the flip side of that it's it's a part of this strong black woman superwoman schema that's out here that we are supposed to do all the things with no help you know what i'm saying like i got this don't open the door for me i'm gonna carry all of these 20 bags by myself yeah yeah and yeah. Sad too. It is sad because let me tell you, when I started to realize, like, this ain't it. <laughs> like, this is not it. It was eye-opening for me. And and how did this happen? It was running up into a male, a very masculine, strong man who was not going to allow me to sit in that masculine energy. Because let's be honest, a lot of stuff that I said was very masculine, right? The image of strength, suppressing emotions, resisting vulnerability, drive, obligated. Those are all masculine terms. Every last bit of it. And here's the funny thing, right? But we are the ones who are pointed out, you're too masculine. Well, damn it. Look at the environment that has breeded this persona. And okay, let's, let's go. Let's, <laughs> I know, right? I feel like I'm on the freaking pulpit right now. But look at the environment. And once there was the, uh, a space for me to fall back and see that, oh my gosh, like somebody else can do this and I don't have to, I started looking at everything so differently. And that's kind of what I would say to any female who's listening to this and they're like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm strong. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you can be all those things, but I guarantee you, you're tired. I don't have to be psychic to tell you this. I know you are. And that's why a large percentage of the Christian churches are full of women because they're looking for some type of release. Yes. You know, the only way that they can actually find that release is actually going into a lot of the religious centers to help them find some kind of relief, a relief or, or, or release. Or they now are trying to find other ways to try to cope with the fact that they are fully stressed out. And that's and that's and again that's a terrible thing because it does boil down to mindset and, and again it boils down to imagery. How did you get to a place? Not not you necessarily, but I'm just just correcting <laughs> it. But how did how did you get to a place where somebody successfully cultivated a space in your mind to make you believe? that you can do everything without balance. And I don't think it's believing that you could do everything. It's like you had to. And, and how do I get to that space? And I'll speak from my own experience. I had to see my mom do it. I had to see my mom do all the things because my dad wasn't there. And that's how this is like a cycle. This is like a self-licking ice cream cone. This is like, Okay, when this happens, this happens, right? The cause and effect. I got to that space exactly. because I saw my mom do all the things. So it's like, I must have to do all the things too. So I'm gonna do all the things because I saw my mom do all the things. We're supposed to be like this. I saw my grandma do all the things, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I can personally say that's how I got there. And I was not able to see that that's not healthy it wasn't the constant headaches. It wasn't the being exhausted all the time. It wasn't that, that it was a struggle, but I still pushed through it. It was when I was pumped, put up against a masculine energy that was way stronger than mine, obviously, because he was actually a man, <laughs> but it was like, we can't have two men here. So you need to chill the hell out. Yes, you know? and that's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> So, so two things cannot occupy the same space right. at the same time, right? One of them is irrelevant. This is the fight that we're talking about, and this is the fight that needs to happen on a continuous basis. The fight is for balance. Right. Right? The male can do things 
And again, please, you know, anybody that's going to listen to this, I'm not telling you, 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 you can't do it. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. do. Whatever you, right you want to. <laughs> but at the same time, there's a reason that the male was built a certain way and has a certain, certain thought process. And there's a reason that the female is built a certain way and has a certain thought process. There is a complementary process that goes on when you have the male and the female working in harmony with each other. If you just look at us, uh, our anatomy, our anatomy complements each other, right? So we're made for balance. The problem is we're out of balance. And right. there's, again, there's a ton of circumstances, a ton, a ton of extenuating circumstances. There's factors that, that are uh, so heavily in, in, in our day-to-day life that we don't get a chance to find the balance. We don't get a chance to find the balance. Think about it this too. Think about this too. This is why a lot of times I turn off TV. A lot of times I... I literally don't watch it. But the thing for me though is that again, when I was at a young age, I was given information that kind of helped me, right, to fight the narratives that are out there instead of just you know, sucking them up like a damn toxic wet nap or something like that. It, 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 it's, it's ridiculous how so much, how so, and that's the thing, like, especially in today's culture, they eat everything. Yeah. They eat everything and does and don't have a, a counterbalance. And when something comes along that's a counterbalance or, 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 or something that would actually say, wait a minute, hold up, we got to think about this, they get mad. <laughs> they get mad. They get mad because the reason that that is is because they've been so inundated, and they have been told that what they are living is factual, and it's not. Right. Everything when everything is in harmony and everything is in balance, balance. There's peace. If you, if if everything that you're all the place you're eating from right now is causing chaos in your own life, you're not in harmony. You're not in balance, and you need to re, you need to rethink that whole thing. That's right. You need to rethink that whole thing. Look if you're eating your from plates, exactly. If you're eating from plates that, that are causing distress in your own person, your your own mind, then I would I would suggest hum, humbly suggest that you need to eat from another plate. You need to balance what you're getting. You need to balance it. And right now we're not we're not we're not, it's, it's no, nothing in this society is balanced, right? Back back in the day, they told you to eat a balanced meal. Right. Even when you went to school, you had somewhat of a balanced meal. Now, no, everything you get is junk. Everything you get at work is junk. It's junk food in the, in the vending machines. You got fast foods, places just about on every corner. So, again, that's causing an imbalance in the system physically. Right. Now you're eating from televisions and movies and all this other kind of stuff. And again, you don't have anything to counter that. And that's really where the distress comes in. That is the fact that you are eating from all of these different ideologies and isms and spasms and all this other kind of crap. And you think that you have something. You're fighting for something that somebody set up for you and prescribed an activity for you to do. You, you didn't do this on your own. Black folk don't even know who the hell they are when we talk about this. We don't know who we are still. But we can grab a hold of somebody else's ideology and then frame that to make that to make that like like that like that's me. This is no oh yeah. This is me. I'm gonna fight for this. It's not you. Somebody else gave it to you. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this in our land. I remember in an interview, basically talking about an interview that was with um, Cosmopolitan magazine. Now, I, now I had seen this information already before, and I already knew, but. They admitted in Cosmopolitan magazine. Now, this is just dealing with the with the woman. They admitted that in Cosmopolitan magazine, they made up everything in that magazine. All of the articles were made up. I began to question myself. I'm like, damn. Every time I saw some of these magazines, like you go in the grocery store and you pass by the aisle, there's always these magazines sitting up in there. Cosmopolitan is one of them. I swear to God, almost every three months they have the same headline that's with, which says. What do women really want? Didn't you just answer that question last, the, the, the three months ago? So you mean to tell me you're answering that, you're asking that question again? And what it does is it's, it confuses the mind. It confuses the brain. 
because now I got something else I need to sell you. I need to either sell you an ideology. I need to sell you a product. So I make you question yourself. I, I make you question your own self by raising that question. What do women really want? So I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the corner and I'm asking, the folks, but damn, what do I really want? So I'm reading the, the article and now I'm taking on somebody else's perception or mindset instead of asking my own self, what do, what is it do I really want? I don't ask myself, what, what do I really want? I'm letting somebody else ask that question for me and give me the answer <laughs> from, the, from the damn question. So now I'm walking around like a puppet right. and I'm taking everything on that they told me to take on. But this is what I'm talking about. You got to have a counterbalance. You got to have something to counter the stuff that you are just feeding on on a consistent basis. That's the, that's the heaviest thing. And I think that's, that's where a lot of us are, are missing. We, 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 we still don't know who we are. We're grappling with who we think we are. And we're coming up with all these different things and spaces to, to deal with because we still don't know who we are. Or we're refusing. We're refusing to live up to that question that's really already been answered, to be, telling, to, to be totally honest. Black folks has already been told who they are. We we just still we don't want to we don't want to deal with that part. We still want to be in the system. And I'm gonna say this, and I'm done. <laughs> we still want to live in a system that is counter our nature. This system is counter our nature. This is not natural to black folks. I'm sorry for whoever will listen to this and whatever you feel about it, whatever. But this system is counter our nature. You just mentioned the fact that here are women that are having to take on all of these different things. And as a result, now there's um, physical factors that they're having to, to, to go through that are detrimental to their health. It's killing us. They take, because they're taking all, these, all, of these, all of these different roles. Right. And you might get the accolades for it. You might get the attention for it, for doing it. But at the same time, you're down at an early age. Yep. Hypertension, fibrosis, cysts. All of these different things, cancer, early cancer, stuff like that, because you're taking on all these early roles. And not to mention, you're still trying to live with grandma or great-grandma put in, put in you. So all of that, you got all of that going on, and you can't sit still. You can't sit still. You, got, you, got, or you, you feel like you have to do something. You can't sit still. There's a moment in time where you just got you, you to do this. I need, I need to be still. And that tells you something. And that tells you some, and I will also say this, and I'm glad you brought that up. Listen to your body. Like if you can't still sit still, unless you have a medical condition, that's completely different, but check in on yourself. Like Daryl just said, not stop allowing people to tell you what you're supposed to be and check in with yourself. And I will say this, as we get close to wrapping it up, as a reformed independent super woman, that's independent, strong black woman, it once, like I said, once I found somebody to fall back with and I was able to fall back with, I was able to breathe. And then it dawned on me that I'm not supposed to do all the things. Just because you can do all the things doesn't mean you should. And now I'm in the space of like, I really don't want to do all the things anymore. Can I change my own tire? Absolutely. Will I anymore? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can exactly. I do exactly. all this other stuff? I can do it, but I don't want to. And then once I and when it clicked for me that seeing my mom do all the things, she absolutely had to, and she did it until she passed. But at the same time, for me, I'm choosing something different. You know what I'm saying? And it's and I'm I'm just praying that I haven't played a role that my children are looking at me saying well mom did all the things so i'm gonna have to do the same thing at least not but my daughter so are my sons thinking okay i need to find a woman who does all the things no and, and that's that's another conversation that we have to have because when you are coming from a single mom home the sad reality is she's probably doing all the things she really probably is and you have men in the home look boys in the home looking at that thinking okay, that's what the woman is supposed to do. And then that cycle repeats itself. Repeats itself. Yep. That's correct. That's so, correct. And that's like a whole nother discussion for a whole that's nother a whole day. Nother <laughs>
but 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 I'm glad we're having this discussion, and I hope that whoever listened to, you know uh, uh, to this, they can find something out of it. Uh, please just listen. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing I think. Well, one one of the things I think is difficult for us as black people to do is just sit and listen mm-hmm. first. Sit and listen, and then re-listen, and then listen some more, <laughs> and listen and listen again before you sit back and you react to it. Because there there are inherent things. There are things that we cannot get, escape. There are universal laws that we cannot escape. Right. And if we try to fight against those universal laws, the more we struggle against uh, being being combative against those universal laws, the more we cause disharmony within our own self. That's another thing. Stop it. You don't have to. If you don't have to pick up the hammer, don't, don't pick, pick up, up the hammer. hammer. Put the nails down. But you really don't. You know, well, I'm gonna do it. I, 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 okay. Well, you know. <laughs> I want to do none of it no more. None of it. <laughs> right. Put it down. Put it down. And, and I'll say. And, and I'll end with this. I'll end with this. Just on that note, since we're talking about that, do, do you know how much pleasure men getting out of get out of fixing things and putting things together? Really? It's a lot of pleasure. Well, I need to find somebody to do it then because my poor brother is probably annoyed as hell. Like, I can't wait for this chick to find somebody because I call my brother all the time. (laughs) It's a lot of pleasure. It's a lot of pleasure men get out of, you know, well, those that know how to pick up hammers and all this other kind of stuff. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure you get out of building. Physically, there's a release that happens within within a lot of us as men. And when you begin to take that away, I'm going to say this part. When you take that away, when you take it away, you are causing an imbalance in the universe. You take that away. Men are supposed to do certain things. Women are supposed to do certain things. I don't give a damn who don't like it. But there's a reason why we are made different. Right. Right. There's a reason why we think different. We're supposed to be in harmony. We're supposed to be one. And that means his gifts, skills, and talents, and everything else that he has, he brings that to the table. Ha ha, bring it to the table. She does likewise. Skills, gifts, and talents, and whatnot, brings that to the table. And you craft a union with that based on other immutable laws and principles and spiritualities and things like that. You craft a union and you march forward with that that's what that's what that's the balance but for some reason we are imbalanced and we we're now calling the imbalance balance <laughs> boy right. i tell you anyway all right you're absolutely right and i don't know no, i'm just i'm glad we had this conversation and i know there's so much more of the conversation to be had just just the element of the the imbalance right we've talked about this too the imbalance of the overly masculine female, which we kind of just talked about some of the background with that, the schema behind that, but then the overly feminine males that we have out here, you know what I'm saying? So that's definitely another conversation to be had. And some of these conversations are uncomfortable to listen to, but if they were comfortable, we probably wouldn't have to have them. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Bingo. That, not that, not that's how you end. (laughs) Yep. That's how we end. So go ahead and let everybody know again, um, where to find you and what um, new or upcoming events, productions you got going on. Yeah, so definitely you can find me on the All Things Black podcast. There is some recent episodes that I have posted. I did a series recently that asked the question, what does God want us to bring to the table instead of what do I bring to the table, which is a very divisive question for a lot of people. So we kind of centered it. Well, at least I wanted to kind of center it and ask that question because there is a divine presence and there is scriptural, scriptural things, um, basis for us to, to have that to, to, when we actually get together with any, any, anyone in any kind of relationship, there are things that we are supposed to bring to the table and it's um, well beyond these materialistic things that everybody is talking about because at the, at the, at the end of the day, when you take these materialistic things away, then what do you have to bring to the table? So we're asking that very specific question. That's a three-parter. So we recently just ended that and wrapped it, wrapped that up, and we ended it up very specific, and it was pertaining to men. I wanted to, I wanted to to end it talking about men and what men should be bringing to the table. So, but yes, that's how you can also find a YouTube channel. 
where I basically began to do the videos and stuff like that. So yes, you know, please stop by, subscribe, you know, look at some of that content. And then uh, if you do that, do that, you know, reach back out and give some feedback. Absolutely. And again, we are so thankful to have you who come over here and have these really deep discussions that we really need to be circulating. So definitely if this touched you, share it, talk about it amongst your people, talk about this topic amongst your people, do some self-evaluation. Like, do you fit any of the personas that we just talked about? And if you do, you know, how is that helping? How is it hurting? I'll say for myself that that superwoman, that strong black woman persona, it's killing us. I don't know how else to say it. You don't have to believe me. Look at the science. It's it's right there. And I will definitely be posting this information in the pod notes. But as always, you guys, thanks for stopping by. Take care. Stay safe. Be well.